This is Bobby with your Catholic News headlines for the week ending the 5th of December 2014. In this week's news, Pope Francis wraps up visit to Turkey, world religious leaders unite to end slavery, 36 Christians killed in Kenya, Grand Theft Auto 5 is pulled from shelves as Australian Christian lobby calls for ban, and Tasmanian Senator calls for baby safe havens in Australia. Pope Francis has wrapped up a trip to Turkey where he visited Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew I, the Hagia Sophia, the Catholic communities of Istanbul and a group of refugee children. As a major part of his trip, the Holy Father attended the Divine Liturgy for the Feast of St. Andrew, the Apostle celebrated by Patriarch Bartholomew who is considered to be St. Andrew's successor. At the conclusion of the Divine Liturgy, Pope Francis and Patriarch Bartholomew signed a second joint statement of commitment towards Christian unity following the first statement signed in Jerusalem earlier this year. In the statement, the two leaders expressed their sincere and firm resolution in obedience to the will of our Lord Jesus Christ to intensify our efforts to promote the full unity of all Christians and above all between Catholics and Orthodox. The Holy Father and Patriarch Bartholomew also spoke out against the persecution of Christians in the Middle East, calling for peace between the religions of the region. The statement read, Muslims and Christians are called to work together for the sake of justice, peace and respect for the dignity and rights of every person, especially in those regions where they once lived for centuries in peaceful coexistence and now tragically suffer together the horrors of war. Pope Francis also visited the Hagia Sophia Museum, which was the Patriarchal Basilica of Constantinople until 1453. There the Holy Father signed the museum guest book with two phrases in Greek and Latin, respectively. Holy wisdom of God and how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. Pope Francis returned to Rome on Sunday and visited the Basilica of St. Mary Major to thank the Blessed Virgin Mary for her intercession throughout the trip. Over to Rome, Pope Francis has joined 11 other religious leaders in signing a declaration to eradicate slavery and human trafficking by 2020. On the occasion of the International Day for the Abolition of Slavery, the Holy Father met with leaders and representatives from Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism and Buddhism at the Pontifical Academy of Sciences in Rome. During the meeting, the leaders and representatives signed a joint declaration of solidarity against modern forms of slavery. The declaration called on all global faiths and people of goodwill to work together to free slaves and trafficked persons and dissolve the slave trade throughout the world. In his address, Pope Francis encouraged all the signatories to reach out for support from all sections of their respective communities. He said, let us call to action all persons of faith and their leaders, governments, businesses, all men and women of goodwill to lend their unwavering support and to join the movement against modern slavery in all its forms. An inspiration for the historic declaration was Australian woman Grace Forrest, daughter of mining magnate Andrew Forrest, who were both in attendance at the signing. Ms Forrest was inspired to help end slavery after volunteering in a Nepalese refuge for children rescued from sex slavery. Her cause resulted in the establishment of the Global Freedom Network led by Pope Francis, Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury Justin Welby 
and Grand Imam of Al-Azhar, Muhammad Ahmed El-Tayeb. In speaking to Fairfax Media at the signing, Ms Forrest said, There's immense pride. I feel like a puppet for hundreds of thousands of girls who are voiceless. If I can stand for them, that is what I am here to do. The Global Slavery Index for 2014 reports that an estimated 35.8 million people are slaves internationally. Modern slavery mostly consists of prostitution and sexual exploitation, forced labour and servitude and organ harvesting. 36 Christians have been killed in Kenya this week in an attack by Somalian Muslim extremist group Al-Shabaab. More than 20 gunmen targeted a group of quarry workers near the town of Mandera in the early hours of Tuesday morning, separating Christians from Muslims before executing them. At least 36 bodies were recovered in the quarry later that day. The massacre is part of a spate of attacks that have occurred recently in parts of Kenya, bordering Somalia. Last month, a group of Islamist militants boarded a bus in Kenya, killing at least 28 passengers who failed to recite passages of the Quran. Somalian extremists Al-Shabaab have claimed responsibility for the attacks, calling it retaliation for recent police raids in mosques in Mombasa following the discovery of explosives in one of them. Our Mujahideen forces are always ready to launch frequent deadly cross-border attacks against Kenya as a revenge, a spokesperson for the extremist group said in a statement. Kenya's largest mosque, the Jamia Mosque located in Nairobi, was swift to condemn Tuesday's attack as a beast tactic. This unfortunate and ugly incident should not be used to divide peace-loving Kenyans who have lived harmoniously for centuries along religious or ethnic lines, the mosque said in a statement, but rather it should be taken to reflect on improving the security situation of the country. The Australian Christian Lobby has released a statement criticising the Classification Board's failure to ban the sale of Grand Theft Auto 5 as Target and Kmart pull it from the shelves. A classification refusal renders the sale of a product in Australia illegal. A feature of GTA 5 is the ability for players to solicit sexual services from a prostitute, then kill her in order to retrieve the payment. These depictions of sexual activity and murder are in breach of two of the classification board's guidelines about representations of actual sexual violence or implied sexual violence related to incentives or rewards. Ms Wendy Francis, a spokeswoman for the Australian Christian Lobby, criticised both the game's content and the board's failure to challenge a social double standard about the treatment of women in games. There is a serious disconnect going on here, Ms Francis said. We cannot, with one hand, condemn the exploitation and sexualisation of women in real life, and with the other hand, condone it in a virtual world. It should not matter that it is happening on a screen. The themes and attitudes are just as real and probably more harmful to young people, she said. Kmart and Target, two major sellers of the game, have promised to remove the game from their shelves. Target General Manager Mr Jim Cooper explained, We've been speaking to many customers over recent days about the game and there is a significant level of concern about the game's content. Kmart, in a response it released about the game, has said that following a significant review of all content in Grand Theft Auto games, Kmart has taken the decision to remove this product immediately. Kmart apologises for not being closer to the content of this game. Ms Wendy Francis, speaking for the Australian Christian Lobby, has called on other major retailers like Big W to stop selling the video game. We ask all retailers to follow Target's lead and send a zero-tolerance message towards violence against women, Ms Francis said. And finally, Tasmanian Labor Senator 
Helen Poley has renewed calls to introduce baby safe havens to Australia after two babies were found abandoned in as many weeks. Senator Poley has campaigned for the safe havens for a number of years, but the issue has been brought back into the spotlight after a newborn baby was last month found barely alive in a stormwater drain in Sydney's west. The incident was soon followed by the discovery of another baby buried on a beach under 30 centimetres of sand. Baby Safe Havens would provide a mother who is unable to cope with her child the option to hand over the child without facing any questioning or incriminations. In a Facebook page set up by Senator Poley, she says the Safe Havens are not meant to be a means to remove responsibility from parents. It is about assisting women who are desperate. The page reads, women who are not psychologically or emotionally equipped to take care of their babies. The safe havens have been rolled out in the United States, Africa, Canada, Japan, China, South Korea, Italy and Germany, among other countries. Senator Poli has launched a Facebook page and online petition to support the campaign. Visit babysafehavens-senatorhelenpoli.nationbuilder.com to find out more. That's it for this week's headlines. Thanks for listening. For more details on those stories or for more talks, interviews and programs, visit cradio.org.au.